Uh, we are continuing our series through the book of Proverbs. And I wanted to start the sermon out this morning with three words. I trust you. I trust you. What a powerful statement that is. I trust you. Trust is is not something that's freely given. Trust is something that is earned. It's earned through our behavior. It's earned through our actions. Trust, you have to earn. We're continuing our series through the book of Proverbs this morning, and we're talking about trust. That's what we're going to be focusing in on this morning. And I want to say welcome again to Grace Church. My name is Justin Ross. If this is your first time, I'm the lead pastor here. And uh, the topic of trust that we're going to be talking about this morning is so huge. Okay, This is a huge topic, and by no means could I dissect it fully You know, this morning. But uh, I hope to give you some fresh perspectives. I hope... That in our time together this morning, that you will be encouraged in the area of trust. And and hopefully, my goal, my prayer is that you will walk out of here this morning trusting God more than you do right now. Man, that would be incredible. You know, I I have a huge interest, you could say a fascination, maybe a lure with Navy SEALs. Okay, as many do. Many are probably uh, intrigued as well. And I love reading the stories about them. I love reading about their training, their experiences experiences in battle. And honestly, I have learned a great deal from them about leadership. And as I was preparing for this message, I was reading a blog from Chief Rob Roy. He is a 26-year veteran in the Navy, and in 20 of those years... Um, He was an active member of the SEAL teams. And he wrote this blog about trust. And I thought it was very fitting. I thought it was appropriate for us to begin the message with just an excerpt from this blog that he wrote. And it's titled, Lessons in Trust from a Navy SEAL. And once again, this is just a small excerpt from the blog. And it says this. It says, trust is the glue that holds a team together. Without it, the team becomes dysfunctional. A leader's role is to build and to foster that trust to such levels that the team members know their colleagues have their backs. Without trust, there is no SEAL team. Some people think I'm crazy to consider entering a smoke-filled room filled with bad guys with guns who want to shoot me. But I do it with gusto because I trust my teammates. And because of that tra- uh, that trust, the attack can proceed. I can't do my job, clear the left side of a room, unless I trust that the guy coming in right behind me will do his job and clear the right side of the room. We trust and we rely on each other. Just to be clear, it takes A tremendous amount of discipline to not look to the right when I'm clearing the left side space. But that's the beauty. And that is also the benefit of trust. And it's funny. With trust comes 
success. Gosh, that's incredible. And here here is the big idea about trust that I want us to focus on this morning. You have some notes. I I encourage you, week in and week out, take some notes, jot some things down. Hopefully you're you're learning some things um, when you're coming. But here's the big idea about trust. Without it, without trust, nothing else matters. Without trust, nothing else matters. Without trust, things fall apart in a marriage. Without trust, a church can implode. Without trust, a business can fall apart. Things can also fall apart in your faith if there's no trust. Trust is the bedrock of relationship. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek His will in all that you do, and He will show you which path to take. Trust in the Lord with all. If you have your Bibles underlined, circle the word all. All your heart. Not just part of it. Not just that little compartment that you want to give to Him. All of your heart. This morning, I, I, want, I want to show you a video. It's, it's an incredible four minute video. And it's about a young lady named Jordan. And she shares with us some of her struggles that she's gone through in her life and that she's faced. And it's a beautiful, beautiful story of trust. And so for the next four minutes, I want you to just check out this video. It's very powerful. Pay attention to it. The first 10 years of my life were incredibly challenging um, because when I was 18 months old, I was diagnosed with Ewing sarcoma. So the doctors decided that the only way I was truly going to be able to survive was amputating my left leg. Since I was diagnosed with cancer at such a young age and the treatment that I was given really takes a toll on your body and a lot of women can't have children after that and I was one of those women. For the first time in my life I think it hit me and uh, I really understood that I was going to be missing out on something that I had dreamed about my entire life. I was always afraid that no man would accept me in a way that a wife wants to be accepted physically, you know, intimately. That was a huge deal for me because I was now dating this man who we were talking about marriage and looking at him and knowing that I lacked something that he wanted was detrimental to the way that I saw myself. My husband and I were married and on the fourth month, I took a pregnancy test and I was pregnant. In the fifth month of my pregnancy, I was told by a doctor that I had a heart condition that was um, critical and that if I did not abort my child, that it would claim my life. I have never felt so confused, so bitter, so afraid in that moment because I was terrified. I didn't want to die. And this was my child, and I knew that it was my duty to protect her the way that the Lord had sheltered me and protected me for so long against everything that the world had thrown at me. And so we decided that we were keeping Ellie, my daughter, even if that meant me not being alive. 
we were going to trust God every single minute of every day. You know, the months follow and I get bigger and bigger and Ellie kicks stronger and stronger and uh, we have her and she's healthy and it was wonderful. It was the most amazing day of my life because I saw a miracle that I was told would never happen come true. And then two days later, I was trying to go to sleep and I felt like I was suffocating. And so I called my doctor and she said, you need to come in right now. She looked at me and she said, Jordan, you're going into heart failure. I felt like the rug was being pulled out from underneath me. I had this beautiful child, I have this home, I have this husband, and now it's gone. Me being able to watch her grow into the woman that I wanted was gone. And I remember I was at church one Sunday and I was feeling weak and I just threw my hands up and I said, are you listening to me? Do you hear me? I am asking you for help and you are silent. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say to me, I'm gonna keep allowing things to happen until you trust me. Are we there yet? And about two weeks ago, I was sitting on this couch and I got a phone call from a doctor and he said, Jordan, your heart is healing and we don't know why. And now I feel like I'm at the place in my life where I've seen too much of him to not trust him. I feel like he's brought me to a place of surrender, of peace, that my trust looks a lot like that. It looks a lot like surrender. I trust him because I know him. I've seen too much not to trust him. I trust him because I know him. Such incredibly powerful statements from that video we just saw. The more you get to know God, the more you know him, the more you trust him because he is good. Trusting God simply is this. It's believing that He loves you. It's believing that He's good. He has the power to help you. He wants to help you and He will help you. You can trust God because He's interested in you. He's involved in your life more than you know. He cares about how you're feeling, about how you're doing. He is interested in who you are and who you will become. You matter to God. You know, recently I was reading a story about a company that was laying off some people. And, of course, that's never a fun process for anyone involved. And they interviewed one of the employees who was being laid off, and they wanted to get some feedback. And the person being interviewed, he told the CEO that getting laid off really didn't bother him as much as the CEO passing by his office for six months while he was employed and never once saying hello. Never once asked how I was doing. You know, we've all experienced a boss, we've all experienced a colleague, or maybe even a pastor like that. It was hard to trust them because they didn't care about you. They didn't want to know anything about your life. And how in the world can you trust someone that doesn't care about you? How can you trust someone that doesn't care? 
Let me say, God, He cares. This quality is rooted in the core of who God is. He cares. He looks for us. He seeks us out. He wants to know our innermost being. And He wants to know that He values His children. He cares about every single aspect of our lives. And to help us with this point, to help us understand that, because a lot of people walk in to church and they are fuzzy on this. They don't know if God cares. They don't know if God is interested. They don't really know God. So I want us to read Psalm 139, and this is so incredibly good, so incredibly rich. It's going to be on the screen. I want you to read it in your Bible if you want to. But this helps to make this point. This is from God Himself, okay? Through His Word, through David. Psalm 139, it says, For the the choir director, a psalm of David, O Lord, You have examined my heart. You know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. Verse 5. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Verse 11. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Verse 15. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, You are still with me. Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. Verse 20. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. Oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred. For your enemies are my enemies. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. Let me me read one more to you. Listen to Luke chapter 12 and verse 7. It says, And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. My boys like to say that I make God's job easy on that verse. So, 
Christians are called believers. But many times, we're more like unbelieving believers. We trust our friends, we trust the bank, we trust the stock market, we trust the government more than we trust God and His Word. In John 15.5, Jesus says that apart from Him, we can do nothing. We need to lean on Him for help with everything in our lives. You know, sadly, a lot of people, they go to church, they hear what they should do, and then they go home and they try to do it, but they try to do it on their own. They try to do it in their own strength. They usually end up desperately telling God how hard they have been trying. I've been trying, God. But they've been leaving Him out. God wants us to put Him at the center of our lives. He wants us to put our confidence in Him, to trust in Him all the time, in everything. I've heard it said many times from many different types of people. You've probably heard this too. The only person I can trust is myself. I heard one guy even say, I don't even trust my mom. The only person I can trust truly is myself. You know, I too often struggle with trusting myself. I formed this bad habit through years of trusting people, getting hurt, and finding out that I couldn't trust them. And this caused me to falsely believe that if you want something done right, you've got to do it, finish it with me, yourself, right? If you want something done right, you've got to do it yourself. If you don't ask anybody for anything or open up your heart to them, they can't hurt you. So I'm just going to close my heart and I'm going to keep it to myself and I am going to protect it. I'm going to protect it. But this mindset just kept me from trusting God. And it was wrong. It was a very bad habit. I had to break. I had to break it. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. My own understanding is to do self-preservation, to protect myself. But God says, no, trust in me. Open up your heart to me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. When you, when you make the decision to follow Jesus Christ, you give your life to Him. The Scriptures teach us that when you trust Him as your Savior, you make the decision, I'm going to, I believe in Jesus. I'm going to follow Him with my life. God, my life is yours. The Spirit of God comes inside of you. The Spirit of God dwells within you. And this is one of the greatest blessings of salvation. You don't have to go through someone else to get to God. You don't have to go through me as your pastor to talk with God. You have the Spirit living within you and you can go directly to God because of the Spirit within you. He dwells in your heart and you can learn to hear His voice and He guides you and He convicts you and He comforts you. It's one of the greatest blessings of salvation. And you know the best way to hear from God, to know what He, what he wants you to do, to know how He wants you to live, is to go to His Word. To, to, to know what the Bible says. God's Word 
gives us wisdom. And as we study the Bible, our mind is renewed. It's made new. So we no longer just think that the, the way the world thinks. We can think the way God thinks. Yet many of us, we continue to trust our own understanding above God's. And can I just be blunt and say, that's crazy. It's crazy. Honestly, trusting your own understanding above God's is crazy. It's insane to trust such pitifully limited understanding when we can trust the unlimited understanding of God. So many of the things that cause us difficulty in life, that cause us heartache in life, the source of so much of our anxiety and fear and doubt and anger with others and with God is the result of leaning on our own understanding. Our our understanding is limited. We don't have the ability to always choose the right path in every situation. Raise your hand in here this morning if you've ever made the wrong choice. You made a wrong decision, please. Okay? And if your hand isn't raised, you just made a wrong choice. Okay? (laughs) Our understanding is limited. We need guidance. When it comes to choosing the right path, we we can't see the future, but God can. We so desperately need His understanding. And let me ask, do you trust Him? Do you trust Him to cover your back? When you're supposed to clear the left side of the room, do you want to look to the right? Because you don't trust Him. Or are you willing to keep focused on where you're going and you trust that God is taking care of what God is supposed to take care of? Man, I would strongly encourage you to trust God always. Fully trusting in the Lord. Let's just dive into this really quickly. Trusting in the Lord, which means you're not leaning on your own understanding. It does not mean that you set aside your intellect. Trusting in God means that we rest our intellect upon the intellect of God. Nothing is smarter or wiser. To do so, to rest your smarts on the smarts of God, is to allow Him to direct your paths. Which not only leads to ultimate joy, but it also makes the journey itself, even with all of its sorrows and hardships and struggles, it makes that journey joyful. And to not do this, to trust your own understanding above the understanding of God, is the height of foolishness. And it is a direct path to misery. Do you know Him? Do you really know God? Do you know Him? The more you know Him, the more you will trust Him because He is good. This leads me to another question. How do you strengthen your trust in God? There's some people that may have walked in this morning and it's like, man, I flat out, I don't trust God. And that's okay. We love that you're here. And we're trying to encourage you to trust Him. But let me answer the question. How can you strengthen your trust in God? So to build our trust in God, to have confidence in, to, uh, to have confidence in Him, to hear from Him, 
We have to once again study His Word. We have to go to the Bible. The Bible is food for our spirit. As we spend time reading and meditating on Scripture, we develop a strong spirit. And then we can hear God speaking to our heart. And remember, that's where He dwells. If you have put your faith in Him, that's where He dwells, within you. And then we can make decisions based upon what He's leading us to do. Not just what we may think or what we feel or maybe what we want. When you go beyond what you want or what you think or what you feel, and you do what the Word and what the Spirit of God is directing you to do, it's in that place that you are then able to develop good habits and you're able to break bad habits. You come to a place where the blessings of God, His righteousness, His peace, His joy... Man, they overflow in your life. Life is simple. Life is peaceful. When we come to God like a little child and we say, God, I don't want to live on my own anymore. I I want to trust you. When I don't know what to do, God, I'll trust you. When I don't understand why, I'll trust you. I'll do my part with your help, God. And I will trust you to do the rest. Man, trust is built through faithfulness. We trust people that we can depend on to do what they've promised to do. People who've performed well in the past. People who do what they say they will do. We can trust those type of people. People who keep their commitments. People who keep their word. And you know, as people prove themselves faithful we will entrust more and more to them because we trust them. Faithfulness is a big part of trust. When we're developing the kind of character that people can depend on to to do what we say we will do, they begin to trust us. Man, that guy, you can trust him because he keeps his word. That woman, you can trust her because she does what she says she's going to do. And when... Whatever is entrusted to us, they know it's safe. When we fulfill our promises, they entrust us with more. It it, it works this way at work, right? An employee that's trustworthy is going to skyrocket. He's going to climb the ladder much quicker because they're going to entrust that employee with more because they trust them. And this all comes from the image of God. This is like the core of who God is. He can be trusted with our futures. You can give your future to God. You can give your family to God because He has kept His Word. Look at His track record. Test Him out. Check Him out. Research Him. He has performed well in the past. He has been faithful throughout the ages. Listen to Psalm 111, verses 4 through 9. It says, He causes us to remember His wonderful works. How gracious and merciful is our Lord. He gives food to those who fear Him. He always remembers His covenant. He has shown His great power to His people by giving them the lands of other nations. All He does is just and good. And all His commandments are trustworthy. I've never heard someone say that 
that sh- thou shalt not murder. I've never heard someone say, I think that's a bad idea. You know? Thou shalt not lie. I'd change that one, you know. I've never heard anybody say that. His commands are trustworthy. They are forever true to be obeyed faithfully and with integrity. He has paid a full ransom for His people. He has guaranteed His covenant with them forever. What a holy, awe-inspiring name He has. It's incredible. Once again, trust is not something that is freely given. It is earned by your behavior. We have to prove ourselves to be faithful, and then our trust won't be taken lightly. So here's the challenge for all of us. Here's the challenge. We have to develop the kind of character that people can put their trust in. And that takes discipline, it takes diligent spiritual growth, and we must also deal with the lack of trust issues that we face in our life. There's a lot of people that have a lack of trust in God, in people, and we have to deal with those issues. Why are you struggling in such a way? And when we do these things, when we, when we have discipline in our life, when we... Uh, uh, are diligent about our spiritual growth, when we've dealt with the lack of uh, trust issues in our life, when we do these things, the payoff is huge. Because long-term, deep, loyal relationships... Okay, let me say this one more time. Long-term, deep, and loyal relationships are built through the bonds of trust without it without trust nothing else really matters in church our model our example is God so I want to end this morning by giving us just a, a twofold challenge a twofold challenge the first part of the challenge is this The first part of the challenge is to trust God's character through faith. You may say, I don't trust God. My question would be, do you know Him? Because the more you know Him, the more you will trust Him. Trust God's character through faith. It's where it has to start. He has proven Himself church. God has proven Himself to be faithful throughout the ages. And that's where it has to start. It has to start with trust. Do you trust God? If you can't trust God, there's no relationship. Let me even just put it this way. You have to find out for yourself. Okay? I can't trust God for you. You have to find out for yourself whether or not you trust God. But as for me, I'm not speaking for you, I'm just speaking for me right now. I have found that you can trust God always. Second part to this challenge is this. You need to trust God's character, and the second part of this challenge is we need to be trustworthy people. So how do you become trustworthy people? 
Once again, you have to prove yourself to be faithful. If I don't know you and you just come up to me and you say, Hey, trust me. I'm probably not going to trust you. You have to prove yourself to be trustworthy. You have to prove yourself to be faithful with what He has given you. He's entrusted you with resources. He's entrusted you with a spouse. He's entrusted you with children. He's entrusted you with a church. He's entrusted you with a car, with a bank account. He's entrusted you with so much, with your personal health. You have to prove yourself to be faithful with what He has given you. Trust God always and prove yourself, church, to be trustworthy. So once again, trust God's character and prove yourself to be trustworthy. I'm going to close in prayer. Father God, thank you for this time. In Jesus, I want to